0: And welcome to Keeping Them Safe. This is Sharon Doty, and um, I want to welcome you to a conversation for creating safe environments for kids. A conversation for educating and training and developing ourselves to be people who can see through a filter that identifies the potentially risky behaviors other adults exhibit and it gives us tools to interrupt those behaviors so that we can ensure that our children are never, ever in risk of harm. I want to talk today a little bit about why it's important that we do this. You know, in, in 1993, yeah, I know that was a few years ago, but still, it's, um, It's when the beginning of this conversation started. In 1993, uh, the U.S. Advisory Board on Child Abuse and Neglect published a report that encouraged community support networks as the most effective way to provide an environment free of abuse and neglect for our children. Now, the, the thing is that for most of the 20 years or 30 years now since that report, the interpretation of the report has focused on developing and implementing programs that provide support to ask-risk families. And, And the problem is that very few of those programs actually aim toward the objective recommended by the board. I see, according to the report, everyone must agree that children have a right at a minimum, to protection of their personal security. That premise implies building a society in which the social and physical environments are so safe that they demand the protection of children. That's the objective. That's what the U.S. Advisory Board on Child Abuse and Neglect saw as the objective, the goal, the reason for being So we had a recent discussion of the application of the recommendations. And what it made clear is that for the most part, efforts to create that safe environment have centered on existing programs that support families facing social, economic, and personal challenge. And, you know, we know that child abuse and neglect happens in all socioeconomic, academic, and cultural environments. (laughs) And we also know that child sexual abuse is definitely not limited to those facing social, economic, and personal challenges. So limiting program presentations to only certain risk groups is not going to ever accomplish the goal. It is not ever going to fulfill the mission of the report. If that mission is going to be fulfilled there are two other components that have to be part of the process. We got to have informal support structures in neighborhoods and communities that engage parents and other responsible adults in a common objective. That objective for safe environments and for programs that raise awareness about and educate the entire community in prevention strategies. Those are two things that are essential elements of a supportive community. Keeping them safe is designed to fulfill the second component. Our program, our Keeping Them Safe program that educates and trains adults, our podcast, keep everything we do at Keeping Them Safe is designed to fulfill that second component. Now, It it doesn't really matter why we went about developing it. The fact is, we went to work to create a program that has the possibility fulfilling on the mandate from the Advisory Board on Child Abuse and Neglect. It is one of the only, in fact, it is one of only two programs of its kind that turns its attention to raising awareness and educating adults in the general public, to recognize potential predators in the environment that gives them uh, tools to intervene to interrupt possible grooming behavior and to assure that children and adults are able to function in a safe environment. Now, the problem is that even professionals in the field haven't fully embraced the approach That's promoted by keeping them safe. Now, the good thing is that some of them are getting to ask the right questions. And those of us who are engaged with keeping them safe, uh, me as the developer and founder, and a couple of other professionals that are working with me now to forward the conversation, have now been selected as presenters at American Professional Society on the Abuse of Children Conference next summer. It is the annual conference for professionals that work in the field. And we will present a, be presenting a lunchtime program on keeping them safe that intends to forward the conversation. They Professionals are beginning to ask the right questions, as I said. They want to know. Not only what is being done to support at-risk families, but they want to know how the kids are. Are the children safe and well? How is the community doing in its goal to protect all children? And they're asking, are parents and other responsible adults getting the support they need to thrive and prosper? These questions point to a new focus for prevention education. They tell us that the need to continue to develop and implement programs like keeping them safe and make them available to the entire community is becoming more and more apparent to the professional community and the Child Protection Services Network difficult to understand how people struggle with the question, why am I bothering to do this? Why do I have to listen to this? Why does it matter? I didn't do anything wrong. My kids are not at risk. Uh, I keep my kids safe. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. I do know that no matter how much we invest in this effort, children will be molested until the entire world has their eye on this uh, issue. So maybe we all do struggle with that question. Why do I have to do this? We can answer that question by reminding ourselves that there is, you know, this saying, it takes a village. It is everyone's job. It's everybody's job, every single one of us, to create an environment where children are safe and where they can thrive and grow without the fear of abuse. It's not up to each and every one of us to educate children. It's not up to each and every one of us to let them know they're loved. But it is up to each and every one of us to create, nurture, support, and maintain an environment where they are safe, where they can thrive and grow without the fear of abuse. Our participation is not needed because we are bad people. Our participation is not encouraged because we're doing something wrong. Our participation is demanded because we're the good guys. And the more information we have, the better equipped we are to identify risky adults in our environment. The safer we make the world. For all children. You know, somebody uh, bought me a T-shirt years ago, and I've, I've seen the same thing on coffee cups and uh, other signs, plaques for the walls. And what it reminds us that a hundred years from now, it won't matter that we made lots of money or lived in a big house or drove a nice car. But that we made a difference in the life of a child can impact the world in unimaginable ways. And that, ladies and gentlemen, grandmothers and grandfathers, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews, professionals, and child protection services workers, that's the best reason for each and every one of us, for all of us to be actively participating in the Keeping Them Safe program and encouraging other people to do the same. To get more information about how you can have a Keeping Them Safe program, introduce your entire community to the world of creating safe environments and protecting children from adults exhibiting potentially risky behaviors. Please contact me at SWDKeepingThemSafe, all one word, no capitals, SWDKeepingThemSafe at gmail.com or send me a message through my website at keepingthemsafe.net. We want to provide you with whatever you need to make this happen. We are committed to a world that works for everyone and one in which children are safe from sexual predators. Thanks for being here today, for listening, and for reminding yourself why keeping them safe matters, and why you are part of that conversation and continue to be part of that conversation that makes the world a safer place for all our children. My name is Sharon Doty, and I'm here to empower you to keep children safe. See you next time.